you're gentle by nature, do you think you can roast these beasts? Underneath, I think there is a, a bubbling evil exterior. Good. Uh, interior. Fantastic. <laughs> so RuPaul, you have been bonkers over Simone in this competition. You know, I think you both could make a really good couple. You know, Simone and Pumbaa. Pumbaa? Pumbaa, you know, like blanking? It's not a funny joke, Utica. Have you seen Lion King? Yes! I have children, Utica! You sure do look like it. Let's see what you got for Nina. All right, Nina West. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you could speak whale. You like that, Lonnie? Can you speak whale, too? Very mean. Very, very mean. I wouldn't do this. That could be very offensive. Does that trigger you? Does it? Whales, manatees, to stumble ring a bell to you? No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wow. It's <laughs> harsh. It's, even though it's a roast, it still has to be funny. Just mean doesn't work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ooh, that was uh, rough. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, in in the wise words of Yara Sophia, burn my ass. <laughs> Utica, Utica cannot. Yeah, Utica, Utica couldn't. Yeah, Utica I, couldn't. <laughs> Utica couldn't. Utica shouldn't. Um, but Utica, Utica did. Yeah, Utica, Utica wouldn't. Did. But Utica did. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. I, I I am not here to defend any of this content. I know Twitter is very upset about it. Yes. But I'll say this, and it's more about the final performance and the rehearsal, but overall, I there was a part of me that was like, all of this is not good, but I am refreshingly shocked. You know, like I... Oh. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, ooh, like it... I think in the past weeks where I'm like, give me my meth references, like play a little dirty drag race. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. You know, okay. it was like, I oh, you, you know, it's like, oh, that this was not, you know, they uh, they went there. They showed that. And um, oh, yeah, they did. They they showed it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny for the queen that is so worried about being canceled all season. Right. And mm -hmm. then th this happens, uh, you know, she, 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 she couldn't get the handle on being mean. I mean, I, we, we got, uh, act one gun, uh, when we found out from Rose during untucked that Utica was like reading all of her reading jokes to them during dinner. And mm -hmm. like, they were just mean, right. Mm -hmm. We kind of knew that this was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, they've been churning this butter for a few weeks now, and they just uh, fully spread it on toast and sent her home. I don't know, beans that's a mixed... Toast. Yeah, that was... Uh, that, that, that metaphor was beans on toast. But essentially, yeah, this is one of those, if you, if and when, you know, you have the time, talent, and energy to rewatch season 13, uh, this would be something to watch for, is, like, Utica's been getting set up for this episode for at least three weeks now. Right, right. And, you know, it's interesting because people are calling her fat phobic. And I guess I would argue because there were plenty of queens that made fat jokes 
yeah, on I this mean, week's like, episode. And it's just Utica's weren't funny. Right. So, you know, because it's like Rosé made like those quote unquote funny fat jokes and then you have Utica. Right. And so it, it's just, there's there shouldn't be a double standard. So if you're against fat jokes, right, if you're going to call somebody fat phobic, then the show is right for allowing the roast. Right. And that's right. when you go into like, what is a roast and are roasts OK and all of that discussion. So that's why I'm kind of like, all right, well. Utica was bad, right? She was so bad. And I'm not going to go and label her uh, based on that if if I'm not being consistent. Yeah, I think that's more um, of like an outrage culture narrative. I I think that I agree with the idea of like nothing's off limits so long as it's funny. And I think that, you know, it's kind of like if you're going to do fat jokes, it's like, well, you know, that's a pretty tried and true, you know, subject for roasts and reading challenges. So, like, if you're going to go there, like, you're going to have to really make it funny. You're going to have to mm. really be creative about it. And I think that was, to me, that was really the only misstep. Because, again, it's a roast. It's like a reading challenge where it's like, yeah, but what if we weren't sensitive? Like, what if, you know, you could say whatever you wanted, you know, but you had to right. make it funny? Like, right. There, there's a there's a freedom in that that's kind of the whole point, you know? Yes. And unfortunately, Utica just wasn't funny. She had the one Simone and Pumbaa joke, right? Like that. You were dying to make that joke. Yeah. Right. I'm just like, okay, it kind of works, right? I love the, uh, did you you ever see the show Tamar? I love that little moment that they kept in. Right, right. There's like a, you (laughs) know. Have you seen The Lion King? (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen The Lion King, Michelle? You know, and that's when, you know, it's funny. We're talking about like Michelle, the character of like, you know, being on her knees in the men's room line or her mouth is open in the men's room at the club. But it's like, yo, this is the real Michelle, the Michelle who's like, I have children. Yes. I have I have that clunky Disney VHS clamshell version of the right. Lion King. All right, right. Mary? <laughs> yes. I know the smell. Absolutely. I know the smell. I yeah. know the smell. I know that little like title card of like coming soon before oh, the movie yes. starts. The trailers, girl. The trailers on VHS tapes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I, the Utica, God, it's, it, it's an interesting arc. That's all because she is this goose. She was sweet, right? We're like, oh, Utica, Utica, Utica. And <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I feel like there's this, these editors that maybe saw something else and, and decided to show us this because I think about Utica, the contestant now, you know, she put out that apology or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. But like you the contestant now and it's like, wow, like ruined in a way. It, you know, I mean, it's I was thinking of this episode as like, is this the assassination of Utica Queen or the self-flagellation <laughs> of Utica Queen? You know, there you go. There you right? go. Because yeah. this is one of those episodes that I mean, I always think of the season nine makeover challenge with Nina Benina Brown, where it's like, you know, from the very beginning of that episode that Nina's mm-hmm. going home mm-hmm. and like they they're not keeping you gooped of who's going to go home. They're showing how she went home. And I felt like this episode was the same thing. Like from the beginning, when they showed Utica having this kind of mixed narrative about, you know, lip syncing and suggesting that Tina maybe should have stayed, but she was so happy to lip sync. Like the moment, like we're getting a suspicious talking head from one of the other queens. I was like, okay, well, you know, uh, <laughs> next stop Utica, you know? <laughs> right. Buffalo. Then Utica. Yeah, then um, Utica. Yeah. 
I did not mean to make a fat joke about Tina. Uh, that was not a fat joke. Oh, about I, Tina. you know, if someone had made that connection, like points to them, points to them. Right, points to them. Uh, but no, I did, actually did not. Uh, was just going off of the Buffalo thing that RuPaul kept doing. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so Utica gets this edit and it, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a part of me that's like, yeah, you kind of did this to yourself. You have to lean into it. On the show, I feel like they tried. They showed, like, Utica kind of being like, yeah, I don't understand the difference. Like, just kind of owning it. But then also being like, I had a really great time. And it's like, oh, God, the, the fandom is not going to deal with this well. Like, this is not going to go down well. And I wonder whose responsibility now it is, right? Is it on Utica to just defend well, you know, I mean, it's also like, remember that thing everyone was upset about last week? Yeah, me neither. Oh, right. Well, because the queens now, I mean, it's interesting because you, you you know that the season 13 sisters, um, that they have to like take care of each other and that they, they defend each other online. When do they not? And I wonder if it's like, you know, does... Does Olivia Lux come to Utica's defense online and be like, stop calling her fat phobic. She's not. She just fucked up. Blah, 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 blah. You know, is, but they're not doing that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like, I think it's a good question of like, where, where do you draw that line? I mean, I, to me, it's like, this, this, it just feels a little blown out of proportion. Like, I think that Utica made a, made a bunch of dumb jokes on national television. She's right. not the first. She's not going to be the last. She's not the first on Drag Race. She's not the first in general. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's just the confluence of that with, you know, there being this sort of um, response culture and outrage culture. And, like, you know, I... I, I think, you know, what's what's been interesting about, you know, she, she posts that apology and it's like... Well, it wasn't funny. You know, you shouldn't make fat jokes. And it's like, yeah, she's apologizing. Like, <laughs> what do you want? Like, she beat you to the fucking punch. She knows. And so I think there's that of like, so then what's the point of even responding to that anymore? Right. You know? I mean, at some point, hopefully somebody's, you know, in Utica's corner being like, it's okay. Next week they're going to forget and, you know, right? you're going to have a great finale look and whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, when, it's interesting. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, when Olivia go ho goes home next week, everyone will be outraged about that. So, like, right. just wait. Right. Right. I'm just, I'm not spoiling <laughs> anything. I don't, I don't know anything, but I'm just reading the tea leaves, you know? The other indoor kid gets suspended or expelled, right? Right. I mean, it's just crazy. That's getting, getting indoor lonely kids. in the playroom, you know? Yeah. They, you know, they start insulting the principal because they're, they're, they're lashing out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think it's, and then the principal's just like, we know what these kids kids need some fucking sunshine, you know, because you got <laughs> these other candy candy muse has been running out running around outside on the playground the whole time, and look at her, she's doing great. She won a challenge. <laughs> yeah, she won a challenge. So it's like you know, I mean, maybe maybe put the Beverly Clearly books away. I know I'm sad she died too, but you know, go right. outside and play. <laughs> yeah, right. Like maybe that's a sign of like the sun's out, you know. Yeah. Uh, to, to quote, the, you know, to quote the Jersey Shore, sun's out, guns out, guys. Come on. Oh, I mean, God. Yeah. you know. Um, hello. Um, um, hello. Mary, so the indoor kid, the indoor kid turned out to be homeschooled, right? They Or it turned out that she needed to be homeschooled is kind of what happened. That she couldn't handle the, the, the pressure to be an outdoor kid because, you know, this happened. She was, she became mean. Yeah, this, um, I, she flew too close to the sun. It was like you need some sunlight, and she was she just like 
when faced she took first off her, into she it. She took off her dress, you know, and started yeah. running around naked. And they're like, that was, we have yeah. a problem. <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah, she is, she's, she's doing, you know, back, a backstroke in the fountain, you know? Yes, Mrs. New York came and, and took Utica home and said, you know, never again. Never again. Yeah. <laughs> Distance learning. <laughs> virtual you, learning. Yeah, virtual learner. We're going to get you a Zoom account and a comfy yeah, chair. Yeah, Zoom her in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Put her on Utica, mute. <laughs> Utica, you're on mute, sweetie. <laughs> Utica? Yes. Um, you know, Utica, I got to say this. Utica was so bad. How bad was she? Thank you. You're Utica was so bad that they brought back Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> topical humor. Mary, let's talk about this episode. Let's talk about this roast chickens. Um, but before we do, tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is, of course, our beady, beady little podcast dedicated to all things draggy, queeny, campy, and queer. I'm Johnny, and hello, hello, And I'm Colin, and you know what they say, nice girls roast, but mean girls fry. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. You know, interesting. It's an interesting idea for a roast, right? You roast the nicest queens on the season, right? You roast mm-hmm. these fan favorite slash um, uh, Miss Congenialities. It was, you know, it was an interesting idea. Um, I do want to talk about the roast as a staple on Drag Race. But before we do that, we do need to take a quick break. Yes, we do. <laughs> Mary, trivia question. Mmm, take me back to the Miss Bliss days of All Right, Mary. Uh-huh. How many roasts does it take to open a Tootsie Roll Pop? No. Um, how, how, many, how many? A one. A one. A two. <laughs> I think there were two. Crunch. Uh, so you, you think there were two roasts there, in RuPaul's Drag Race history? There is the season five roast, and then there is the... Then there's the pheromone one, and she was in season, what was she, season nine? See, yeah, season nine. Yes. So there was the pheromone roast, there was the season nine roast, and I feel like there was maybe like an all-stars roast. And I feel like, well, does the does the Lady Bunny one count? Like the, the... Yes, that's a roast. Okay, all that's right. That's it. That's the third one. So yeah. there's all-stars four, season nine, and season five. And I just, it's it's not a roast, but it had a similar feeling. The Despy Awards of season seven was similar mm-hmm. in that they were reading each other with these awards uh, and roasting each other, essentially. But Ugh. I'm not going to count it. It's just an honorable mention. Yeah. Um, okay. Three roasts. Now we have a fourth. It's it's similar to Snatch Game in that like somebody always has to do epically bad. Yeah. The problem the the, the problem with this roast with Utica and Simone. Is that I feel like in season five, you know, I, man, Roxy and Alyssa were so bad that it was funny. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, and that's, and I think the same way of like Pheromone in season nine, where like I look back Alexis, on it and yeah, I look right. back on it as like there's things that are funny about it, not that it was 
Like not the, and the and the jokes were not what was funny about it. You know, it was correct the epic failure of it all, or the sort of memography of it all. You know, and the other thing I want to point out, and maybe you'll prove me wrong, the only winner of these three roasts that I remember is the first one is Coco Montrese. Yeah, that's true because I don't remember the winners of any of the other ones. Uh, okay, yeah. So season just just to dot our eyes here. Season nine, Peppermint won. Oh. Did you remember that? Uh, right? It's like, oh, yeah, Peppermint won. She was great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then All Stars 4, Manila and Monet won. <laughs> I mean, you could have- Monet ju- got those jokes written by Bob, right? Like, yeah. I think I remember hearing that, but uh, yeah. I Yeah, that I would have had no idea. You could have told me that, you know, uh, Alicia Summers won that one, and I would have believed you. <laughs> Um, and there was a bottom four that week, right? Uh, Monique, Trinity, Valentina, and Naomi, which set up the next episode, which was like the lip sync uh, extravaganza. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, they had to fight back into the competition, those yeah. four, and they brought Latrice back as well. Right. So interesting that we remember who lost those two roasts. Maybe not even in All Stars Four. If I said like who lost, I don't. You might say Valentina, right? I, you know, I'm starting to realize like All Stars Four was uh, <laughs> that was like pre lobotomy. I have no memory of it. <laughs> that a little part of the cauliflower that is my brain has gone to science. I have n- oh, no yes. memory. Oh yes. Um, but yeah, no, I remember Coco. Coco had a, an iconic set, an iconic win. Oh yeah. I remember Alyssa's and and you know Roxy's uh, Michelle Mirage joke, and that was also an, a, a very famous episode because it was a double save, and it was the whip my hair back and forth. That's the we get to choose our families oh, episode. Oh, that's a. I mean, that episode is. Yeah. I mean, very that, important. That's an iconic episode. That is like the, you know, the when the families come to visit in season eight of Project Runway and everyone cries mm-hmm. like that is a like mm. you get you get so much on your plate that episode. And I feel like since then, I mean, they waited many seasons. They waited six, seven and eight and an all like, a, you know, the all stars in between or whatever before they brought it back for season nine. And then they never brought it back until this season and i'm i'm kind of sitting here like why would you bring a roast back for a no audience yeah challenge yeah i mean it yeah i it's uh didn't we have this problem on drag race uk as well with the comedy yes, challenge with the comedy challenge um, yes. and i think there's many ch- comedy challenges in the past but it's different than a roast but yes i was going to say and a, and a roast and a comedy challenge to me is kind of like butter and margarine you know like they're definitely different but they also kind of both spread the same way and and sure. can kind of have the same outcome of like there's always somebody who just bombs you know um but yeah, and it's usually yeah. these nice people that can't make jokes. They don't know how to be mean, or not. They they know how to be mean, but they don't know how to be funny. Right, <laughs> right. It's like yeah, the pendulum from like nice to mean. It's like somewhere in the middle is the art of making it funny. Right, right. And I think, <clears throat> I mean, I have thoughts on that. I like. I'll, we, we, well, I have thoughts on that now. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, bring them to the when, table. When, yeah. when I think about what Michelle and Lonnie were doing, I obviously we don't see a lot, but I'm wondering, like, are these judges actually helping them construct 
jokes. I feel like back in the day, you know, I feel like they would really like, I don't know, a Sherry O'Terry or something mm-hmm. would really kind of help. Whereas with this, it's like they they're just saying, well, you got to be funnier. Stop being so mean. Yeah. I, I'm kind of like, why aren't they like, okay, let's make this joke work by switching this and then making this word change. And what this is your punchline. So move this over here. Like, I, I'm wondering if they're going to keep doing these roasts. They need to start showing them the difference. Because obviously, like, Utica had no idea. Simone didn't know how to, to do the punchline thing. Mm-hmm. And so I know that, like, it it's a challenge. But if they're going to have this footage of these experts helping them... They should help them. <laughs> yeah, well, this is kind of like it's <clears throat> it's similar to like the RuPaul visits to the workroom where in earlier seasons he was actually there to help. But then as time went on, he was there to kind of, you know, uh, throw them off or to create some content or, you know, just it was about the reality TV side of the show then versus the competition side. And I think, mm. you know, with this, it's like, yeah, certainly in earlier seasons, you know, a Rita Rudner or a Sherry O'Terry, like it would even come down to critiques or like adjustments on um, just the, the sort of syntax of the joke or the timing of it mm. or which beats you hit. Cause I feel like that was for Simone, for example, I felt like there were elements that she had. It was like, I think you just, yeah, it was just word choice. You just needed to rearrange the words to make that punchline work. You know, like that whole mm. thing about, you know, you're sitting next to this man who's been plucked and prodded and, and pulled. And it was like, all you had to then say is, uh, uh, and, and next to him is Michelle is, is RuPaul, you know, like there had to be like right, some kind right. of, yes. Like I knew what the joke was, but it, and Simone knew what the joke was, but it was literally just word choice. It was literally just delivery. And, um, I don't know. I mean, that is to me is a little more interesting. Like, I think there is that thing of like the more you dissect comedy, the less funny it is, but there is certainly mm-hmm. an architecture to it and there is a musicality to it. And it is interesting to watch people find that rhythm or to figure out if you hit this beat versus that beat that makes a joke work versus that one does not you know? Exactly. And I think, you know, obviously Michelle and Lonnie had, they might've had more words and more help for Utica, but it didn't sound like it stuck. Because, you know, if Utica's up there insulting you and your size, it's like, okay, well, let's, if you want to do fat jokes, let's talk about how to make fat jokes not mean. Mm -hmm. Kind of like when Rosé came out and told them and they were laughing their asses off, right? It's like, yeah, nobody seemed to be canceling Rosé on Twitter. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. And so I'm just kind of like, well, like, what are we doing here with these roasts? Yeah. Is this really just another format like Snatch Game where someone will fucking bomb, you know? Yeah, and, you know, and the reality is, like, I do enjoy the roasts and the stand-up mm. challenges. Like, I like a challenge that's basically like, okay, here's the queen. You know, you got nothing to work with other than yourself and, you know, be an entertainer. You, like, host the room, you know, take you right. know take the stage, like – you know, show us your charisma, show us your uniqueness, your nerve and your talent, you know, like I think yeah. these are great challenges for that versus like, you know, an acting challenge where it's like, okay, you have to make other lines work or a musical challenge where you have to make other material mm-hmm. work. This is mm-hmm. your own delivery, your own material, mm-hmm. like everything is is coming from the queen. And so hopefully. I think, I think, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> right, right. Um, or at least if it's not coming from them, they still have to deliver it and like sell it as if it's their own. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Sooner uh, or later, you're gonna have to sell it. But that, that's they, I've heard they, that. Yeah, 
<laughs> I yeah I and there's something about watching somebody bomb. It's kind of like why I allow myself to go to am- amateur improv shows, and it's because you never get that feeling of cringe anywhere else. So yeah. you might as well just go to experience that. And I feel like it's similar with this. It's like, well, part of part of these challenges is watching one of them do terribly, and it's kind of fun. Well, yeah, there. I mean, there's and there's probably something even a little like. I don't know. Uh, it's like people people who are like afraid of I don't know flying, watching like plane crashes, where it's like I'm just gonna stare the devil in the face, you know? Like I'm just gonna like mm. I'm gonna. It's like exposure therapy or something. Like watching Simone like bomb like that. It was like oh god. Like I would never want to be her, but like at least I can see what it looks like and see what it feels <laughs> like, you know, without having to do it myself, you know. She really bombed Mary. She really did. I mean, I, I feel like there were some people who were like, what was Simone doing in the bottom? I was like, no, Simone was in the bottom. I mean, I love yeah, Simone, no, but like... I know. I love Simone. And uh, Simone was in the bottom, girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I checked the receipts. The purchase was there. Like, she was in the bottom. You know, I think... Yeah, open your purse. Oh, the yeah. receipts are there. Open yeah. your purse. Yeah. <laughs> and lip sync for your life. Because Olivia, yes, she was weak, but she had that... Uh, parent guardian signature joke and I was like (laughs) she's safe that was great she's safe yeah yeah she's safe she did it she did it um yeah I I you know god these roasts do you think the order matters you know uh (laughs) despite what was suggested on three episodes of Drag Race UK no I don't think the order matters I think uh (laughs) that is of course the great contrast Is, you know, meanwhile, on Drag Race UK, it is, like, the biggest point of drama. And on on season 13, it was like, well, yeah, you know, that's the order. Okay, cool, thanks. Like, no drama. I think the order only matters in terms of, like, how much you get in your own head about it. You know? Because, like, Mm. if you're funny, then you're funny in the beginning, you're funny in the end. If your material is good, your material is good. If if being in the beginning makes you nervous, that's, that's a you problem, you know? Um, right. Right. But right. like, it's I, yeah, not like the, no, the beginning funny, is always, yeah. Like that's not like yeah. a guarantee to fail because you're first, you know, I will say going first is the hardest. Yeah. So, but I don't think you get extra points for being, for doing the hardest job. So, you know, I get candy's, um, you know, thought process of like, well, I just want to get it over with. I don't have to write jokes in my head if somebody repeats things. I think that's really smart thinking. Yeah. But but I don't think she's going to get extra points for going first. So that's why I'm kind of like, well, why put yourself – go second, girl. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know? right, right. Like, you know, put somebody, you know, towards the beginning who you know is not going to take any of your jokes, you know. Right, or who you think might, you know – buckle under the pressure who's really nervous mm-hmm. about it right yeah 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 um i yeah i don't think the order matters uh i think it's an interesting plot point that they keep showing us because you know it's something that they can do uh it it's you know potential for sabotage right so who knows but uh i i also but i don't think it matters like oh well candy went after utica so She's setting herself. Oh, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's not what it is. I don't think there's that much thought into it because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, I 
Gottmik would have been just as strong in the beginning, the end, the middle. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. if the material is good, the material is good, and if the the delivery's there, then it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. Heidi and Closet, right. yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, Heidi. It was great to see her. Oh, my God. She, like, Heidi's just the reactions. She was, <laughs> I mean, like, calling it now, early in the episode, BSA of the week, Heidi and Closet for just selling, like, face journeys for the entire roast. <laughs> she did very well. Um, I enjoyed her. I you know, I have more to say about Valentina, uh, more of the jokes that were made about Valentina that I thought were great. I mean, RuPaul coming right out with the joke that everybody's been repeating yep. on Twitter for a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it was. It was, I feel like uh, they were just like waiting. Like as soon as like masks became a thing, it's like, we know, we know everyone's going to post the Valentina meme. I know. Just wait. We got, we have a joke in episode 332 of this season. You're going to love it. Oh, goodness. Um, well, Mary, we should talk about Candy because Candy won this week. She did. Candy has her first win. It doesn't feel like it's her first win. You know, I kept thinking, wait, this is she hasn't won a challenge yet. Like I uh, she's got kids like I did not know <laughs> that Candy had not won a challenge yet. So um, I guess that goes to show that like candy this season she like she could have not won a single challenge sure she hadn't won a single challenge and i still was like yeah she's top four like right you know right. it's it, it, has, it has never mattered less whether a queen has won a challenge to if she was going to go to the finale correct i do think that uh they could have given this to got mick or rose but they gave it to candy because you know, maybe it is because Candy opened the show. Who knows? But uh, Candy was funny. You know, she came out. She did her thing to no audience. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, that's what it was. I, I, It's interesting now that, you know, they gave her this win when they could have not. And that's why I'm like, okay, Candy's going to top three. Um, mm-hmm. ma- you know, maybe whatever, top three, top four, whatever they do. Um, uh, because otherwise, you know. You give it to Got Mick or Rose in this challenge. Yeah, I, I, you know, I appreciated like you know the the Jurassic Park joke. I was like, that was I think the first time I like I sort of was like, all right, Candy, you got me. Oh, Candy's funny. You got me, gal. Like that was. I'm glad Candy won. I would have given it to Candy also, and I'm thinking from like the show standpoint, Mm -hmm. right? They they gave it to Candy, yeah, for a reason. My favorite was honestly Got Mick. I I same. I think that she killed it and i think has become someone that i've like week over week and we've talked about this before i've just like really grown to appreciate just how strong a contestant she is and how you know like she figures shit out like i think part of what i enjoyed was like you know got mick was like oh god this is like the challenge i'm dreading and i love seeing somebody then completely overcome that and kill it and she she was so good. I mean, the Ross Matthews joke about coming when the pizza arrives, that is that is so good. That is such a good joke. I just, I was like, I was RuPaul to Darian Lake. Like, damn it. I wish I had that joke. I wish that was my joke. So I, uh, uh, yeah, Got Mick. I thought she, mm. I thought Got Mick looked the best. She reminded me of Phyllis Diller. Yes. Like there was this. This Phyllis Diller quality to her, uh, you know, that dress and how it was draped on her breasts, you know, it was just like the hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. The hair. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I thought uh, I would have, you know, 
I would have been happy if got got it. Um, it seemed like for whatever reason they were setting up that it was between Candy and Rosé. Now Rosé, oh man, like it was effortless. Yeah, it Rosé was really good. I think that she was really strong. Um, you know, there's a narrative, yeah, where she certainly could have won as well. And I think, yeah, at that point, I think between Got Mick and Rosé and even Candy, it was like, well, you know, uh, it's kind of like certain lip syncs, like even this week's lip sync where it's like, yeah, you in a different week, you could have spun either one of them winning, you know? Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, but they gave it candy, you know, she didn't have a win and you know, she needed one and I'm she glad, they, one. They, I'm glad they got, got it for her. Yeah. Uh, but got Mick, man, man, surprising and God looked so good. Yeah, I love so that look. Good. I just that hair. I think that that's what really put it over the edge for me. I just love that hair. I just like, oh, I, uh, I know who hair. she is. I love that hair. I love that woman yes. you're playing. Yeah, yes. I love that hair. But I, I, I keep going back to the Phyllis Dillerness of that dress. It, it's even like a Mary Tyler Moore type of physique, right? Where it's just narrow, and it's that like the the I guess like the wide. Um, Oh, what's that clavicle? Like, I don't know. I, with the shoulders, I'm just like, this is, ooh, I love this aesthetic. This is for me. I feel like Phyllis Diller, I always think of like, and and maybe this is just, you know, whatever. I, I, I think of her in like a house dress, but I feel like that's also kind of her like, um, that's like the role, like the, the comedy that she does. She does this kind of like, you know, uh, sort of body housewife comedy. Um, so maybe that's what I'm thinking of, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking at pictures of Phyllis Diller now and I was like, why has she not been a snatch game character? Phyllis Diller. Oh, oh, what a queen. Oh, um, you know who, you know what? I'm, I'm calling a man, Mary, just correct me. Not Phyllis Diller. Huh, I'm the worst. Oh, I mean, even... Phyllis from Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, oh, Cloris Leachman. Yes. I, there it is. I, no, canceled. I, I made the same mistake with Ronnie Green, where I was saying she looked like Phyllis Diller, but I really meant Phyllis from Mary Tyler Moore. Yes, the late great Cloris Leachman. The yes, great. yes. Isn't she giving you uh, Phyllis from Mary Tyler Moore, Cloris Leachman? Yes. Now I'm like, I'm like Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller is uh, Phyllis Diller is kind of like Don Rickles in drag. I was like, I, I guess I sure maybe Phyllis at some point in her career, but yes, Cloris Leachman. I mean. Anytime somebody reminds me of Cloris Leachman, uh, they're they're gold in my book. You got to give it to her, Biella. You got to give you know, it to her, Biella. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I got from uh, from Got. Uh, with Candy, you know, Candy came out looking stun, uh, as the kids say. Yeah, she looked stun. Yeah. Um, I you know I I don't know if I totally agree with Michelle being like, oh, maybe a bigger wig. I'm just like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't need a bigger wig. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought you know, Candy had a good week. I think, you know, Olivia was, you know, the thing with Olivia was like, I understood what she was trying to do, and I think it was like actually turning up that like cutesy thing to like twenty seven. I think was actually part of the problem. It was like Olivia, yeah. you just being live Lux, you just being you know yourself. 
you don't have to turn it up anymore. You know, like it seems like an interesting through line from last week and this week of like, Olivia, how do you harness your shine? You know, like mm. uh, how do you either control it or recognize its volume? Like there, it, that it seems to be that her um, her light is getting in her eyes a bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I it it's. I was going to save it for unpopular opinions, but like it's not like it's this unpopular thing. But I will say the cute drag, it doesn't work when you are doing it. Like what's cute about Olivia mm. is that she's adorable and, and, and she's just so lovely. She shines. But when she knows it and she's doing this like, oh, I'm really cute. It's It's not cute anymore. Yeah, you can't like play cute. You have to just be it. Yeah, it's like when you see those, uh, you know, those kids, those kid actors that are have been told they were cute, and then they get old enough to know how to play cute, and mm-hmm. then it gets uncomfortable. Yes, that's yes. what this was yes. for me. I think of like precocious eleven-year-old child actors who've been doing this since they were four. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And it's like, ah, uh, you're yeah. not cute anymore, right? You know. Yeah, it, it was, was like when you didn't it, know. It was cute when you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I mean, like Drew Barrymore at four years old talking to David Letterman is cute, but then you know if she's twelve and doing it, it's like, well. No, when you know it, you, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my point. That's yeah. all I have to say about Olivia. Yeah. Um, you know, Olivia, I don't think Olivia should have been in the bottom. I know that that's an unpopular opinion. But yeah, I wouldn't have put Olivia in the bottom. She had some jokes. Oh, yeah, right. Like, I think she was bottom three, not bottom two. Uh, right. You right. could say Olivia lacks. <laughs> I'll, be all, I'll be here all night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia ducks. From getting eliminated. I don't know. <laughs> oh boy, somebody get this. Somebody get that little hook. Get that little that little cane. Yes. Get you off stage. <laughs> Olivia sucks. No, Olivia <laughs> Olivia shock. Olivia, yeah. <laughs> Olivia next. Uh <laughs> next topic. Olivia influx. Yes. yes. Um Okay, we can't do it. Yeah, there's anymore. no more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you could call like, what if there was like a porno thing with Olivia Lux and it was Olivia Cucks and she oh, becomes this cuckold? I do love that. I do love that. Yeah. With with Utica because apparently Utica has this huge crush on right uh, Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe Olivia Nux and she's like a boxer and they call her Knuckles Ooh, or Nux for short. Olivia Nux. Okay, maybe. Yeah. I don't really buy it, but Olivia Pucks. Um, she gets into hockey. Oh. You know. <laughs> She makes bad food, Olivia Yucks. Oh, yeah, sure. Olivia Tux, which is just Olivia doing drag. <laughs> I do like Olivia Pucks as like, you know, it's like hockey. Yeah, um, yeah, Olivia yeah. Pucks. Maybe maybe she starts like a line of hockey pucks called Olivia Pucks. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, why not? Right, because why, why not? not? What, do, you, do you know any other drag queens, you know, uh, producing uh, hockey know, pucks? Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> What's she up to? Well, she's praising Rosé and talking about how funny Rose- Rosalie is on... Uh, on oh, but, trying to make uh, Fetch happen, yeah. <laughs> no, well, you know, Rosé was funny, you know, and also a reward. Yeah. Um, uh, Olivia... Oh, what other letters are there? <laughs> Olivia... Uh, oh, no. People listening are like, I thought they were done. 
Olivia stuck. Olivia, it's Olivia she, it's getting a, it's stuck a, in the mud. Or it's like a mate. It's like an eyelash glue. Olivia stucks, so that like oh, they get yes. stuck on. Yes, exactly. Um, Olivia Bucks, but it's just her dancing at a club. Um, oh, I was gonna say Olivia Bucks, and it's like what you pay. Oh, her at the club, it's Olivia's know? Bitcoin. Olivia Bucks. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. her Bitcoin. Yeah, I love. This. And obviously, <laughs> I mean, you know, eventually, if Utica's lucky, Olivia Fox. <laughs> oh yes. I don't we, know. You know what? We went on this journey to get there. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everyone listening is like, stop there. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to get Olivia Chucks out of here. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Uh, that's also her shoe line. So. Olivia Chucks. Oh, yeah. She starts a line of Converse <laughs> shoes. Yeah. Um. You know, this is as good for me. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm just saying it's as good for me. It's feeding me as much as our... Tamisha Amon advertisement. Oh, Somebody tweeted yeah. at us, uh, "Choosy moms choose Tamisha Amon," and and I we could go on all day of. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. and we did actually a couple weeks <laughs> we ago. Did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Mary, let's take a quick little break, and when we come back, we'll talk about fingers, the mini challenge, and it'll be great. Yeah, it will be great. You know what I love? What's that, Mary? I love therapy. Oh, you love her. Love her, need her. Can't get enough of her, which is why we love BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. Tinder wishes. And with phone or video sessions available, scheduling a session is as easy as ordering a pizza. And I do love pizza. I also love that you can send a message to your counselor at any time and actually get a response. And if you want to change counselors, no problem. It's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now. They've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. It's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy, and there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary, and that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary, and again, that's H-E-L-P. Mary, we had a fabulous mini challenge this week that was kind of unexpected. I will say, I think RuPaul losing her shit helped it. Yes. But very fun. RuPaul laughing at people's jokes this season has been doing triple duty because they haven't had an audience. Like, she has had to just uh, really ring herself out. But I, I loved this mini challenge. I thought this was... I was it was so entertaining. It made me wish this happened earlier in the season so we had more queens, you know. Mm, um mm-hmm. I mean obviously we've seen a variation of this a million years ago in season 6 with the with the legs. Remember when they were on the beach? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. But yes. this was like obviously was so much more because th- there was just so much more performance to it and I and I thought all of them, all three trios were brilliant. It was Oh, all yes. of them were great. God. The arms, Utica's arms with God. 
mm-hmm. was so absurd. It was very Muppet like. Uh, but no, any one of them could have won. Yeah, yeah, like any one of them. when uh, when Simone was like, uh, and uh, we're gonna start uh, down here in the cheek. Apparently, like if someone said <laughs> apparently, and it was just the perfect landing. I, but all of them, all of them were even like this was like where I loved Rose the most this whole season. Rose was brilliant in this challenge. Yeah, no, it was uh, so well done. Um, we had Norvina. Um, oh, Norvina! Which, it was like, does Norvina really work for Anastasia Beverly? I don't know. I I uh, I was getting very much like uh, the girl from Borat too. That's what I was seeing. I thought maybe this maybe the root drag race was getting punked by Sasha Baron Cohen here. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I'm glad she was on for the ride. Uh, you know, you don't always get to see a powerful business person. You know, the last business person we saw was Jeffrey Moran kind oh, of at this level. Not and her. So kind of like, yeah. yeah, not her. And so I'm kind of like, all right, at least Nervina's like into the challenge. Yeah, she seemed to be having a good time, which is a lot more than you can say about Jeffrey, unless he's got a mouthful of pillow. <laughs> I mean, that's what Drag Race needs is the Jeffrey Moran roast. Yes, and he'll be the pig. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Spit roasting that pig in front of everybody. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah that's, I, that's I'd like Jeffrey to see yeah, that. Yeah, Jeffrey Moran's 20 load weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Weekend at Jeffrey's, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, and he's just this body. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we're canceled. I know. So, uh, Mary, RuPaul's fingers. The, add these to oh the fingers my of God. Drag Race. Holy Mary, talk crap. about this. I mean, fingers of Drag Race, like all-stars. All-stars, yes. It was so great. Now, first of all, I have to say, this was – this moment when Utica was like, you know – asking RuPaul to stand up. This to me was Tammy Brown levels of like, fuck the system because mm. I loved it. I couldn't believe they kept it in the episode. This was, yeah. in some ways I was like, I know that Utica bombed this, but that, like I, that gooped me more than any other joke the entire roast because it was so, I was like, oh my God, you did not just because we all know she's got sweatpants and, and you know, feeties on underneath that desk, you know? <laughs> No, I'm sure she's still in that costume, Mary. I don't know. I mean, I like to believe that she does the runway and then <laughs> and then she just Donald ducks it, you know? Uh, but she's <laughs> uh, you're right. Uh, it, that makes it much funnier, Utica's joke. And I think Utica was making a really funny joke, and RuPaul completely one-upped it yeah. by making this iconic moment. We have another RuPaul meme from these two seasons that were happening concurrently. Uh, it's just very impressive that RuPaul is like, pandemic? Fuck you. And like, and does those fingers. They showed that on TV. I was surprised that they didn't blur those out. Yeah. What was the, what was the motion you think she was doing uh, with the two fingers? 
with the other finger. Oh, that I, I that was definitely she was definitely mimicking like fisting. It was like okay. one okay. hand into the 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 hole of another, and she yes. was turning okay. it around. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and she was just like ramming it in back and forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. She was. Okay. Yeah, she was rotorootering those walls. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I love that. I love that you could see just enough to be like, oh my god. I love that. I am. I love that. It's like watching you know scrambled porn. As a kid, I was like, I can just about tell that you're making a filthy fisting reference mm, on my television. Yes. yes. Yeah, she, I, I, I'm happy to hear RuPaul say fuck you to a queen. Yep. I, you know? Yeah. God. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> oh, good. Because, you know, right, it was like a little bit of RuPaul loosening up and like, you know, playing around a little bit. But I also like that there was, there was just a, like, there was that glimpse of like, oh, Oh, you really want to fight? Like you're really mad uh, yeah. right no, now. No, there was there was that there. Yeah. There was that that danger, which yeah, I appreciate. That danger. Yeah. yeah. And I you gotta give it to Utica. <laughs> like, oh, what happened? Right? Yeah. Like Utica like went there and even gave her fingers at the end. And I was like, you mm. know, I it, like I wanna feel this way every once in a while, you know? I wanna feel a little nervous. I you know, I have this little fantasy that they absolutely hate each other. That Utica actually hates RuPaul. Yeah. And RuPaul can't stand that conniving little snot, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and, oh, she's such a little snowflake trying not to offend anybody. That little bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just have this idea that RuPaul is like, ugh. <laughs> Well, that's what I love. I love imagining that there's like, oh, RuPaul just hates her, and but but more importantly, Utica hates her back. Yes. You know, like I love the idea yes. of one of, the, of a queen hating RuPaul but being on her stage. I think that's it's the dramatic yes. tension of that is just so campy. Right. It's very much that mini challenge from season twelve where they are at the tea party and they have to like insult each other back and forth. Oh God! Do you remember that mini challenge when? uh, Oh my God! Jada Essence Hall looked so good. They Um, insult. Oh God! That stupid mini challenge where they were selling those gift boxes. (laughs) Yes. Oh goodness gracious! That cyst was sebaceous. I did not like that challenge, but yes, I know what you mean. Where it's all done very politely. Yeah, that's kind of this this camp that they're playing um, that they did at the end. And who knows if it was real, you know, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I I do feel like there is something iconic of like, you know, you you got double fuck fuck off by Rue and you double fuck off her back when she eliminated you. I, <laughs> you know, you got to give it to her, Miss Miss Ella. Yeah, <laughs> B. <laughs> babe, you gotta give it to yeah. her. Yeah, I mean, baby. <laughs> I mean, baby, uh, you gotta give it to her, baby. Oh, baby, baby, oh, that's baby. I mean, oh, okay. Baby. I thought you were going. I'm doing pangina. I'm doing. Oh babe. no, I'm doing my. Oh yeah, there's babe, babe, and then there's pangina's babe, and then there's rose's baby, baby. <laughs> I mean, baby. <laughs> With the uh, baby, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, who is your you you nominated somebody for BSA this week? Well, you know it's a tight race because I did nominate Heidi and Closet, but I also really loved, no pun intended, Lonnie Love laughing and saying, "You're the one who's bombing." Like, okay, because that's how that's what I voted. That was so sure. funny. Like that was for sure. Oh, like that was heavenly. Uh, but I uh, I also really appreciated Heidi. I might give Heidi the Golden Globe and Lonnie the Oscar. You know. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, because that's usually how it goes. Yeah. Right? You give the Oscar to the one, and then it's like, well, no, but you deserve an award, too. It's she does, not- yeah. She was doing a lot of work up there. Uh, yeah, I um, and maybe we'll talk about this in Unpopular Opinions, but thinking of Heidi on that stage, thinking of the, the miscongenialities on the stage, one of the things I do want to talk about is, like, did it... I like the idea of we're going to have miscongenialities on stage and you're going to roast them. But like, was there much meat on those bones? Oh, to roast them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I think maybe, maybe that's an unpopular opinions discussion, but something to just tease. Certainly for Nina West. It's like, yeah, like, okay, great. Right. All right. We're just going to make some, some fat jokes. Yeah. You got as far as my shoulders. Yeah. You know, I know it's a roast, but like, girl uh uh, that's the only thing i can think of with nina like what Uh, else is there i mean like what are you gonna that's known on drag race right right? you're gonna go back a few seasons and and read the corn husk look that she made i i don't think she stands by it either you know what i mean like it's yeah yeah and uh, you know there's stuff offline right you could talk about her being a disney gay and like all that stuff but like that's offline and so that that maybe not would it, oh, I guess they did that with Rent Live with Valentina. They so. did, but even then, like that—that that is kind of ripe for the picking. But I just didn't think there was much. And granted, you know, longtime listeners know we are, you know, uh, deep Nina West stands. But like, so I may be being subjective. But I'm like, really though, like, what? What would I read her to filth for? You know, like, what would it be? Right. What would be the things? Right. Like, I think Valentina, there's a lot there, you know, because of right. of her diva qualities and the Rent Live and the, you know, like to keep it on, please, and all that. Like, there's a lot there to play with. Um, mm. But anyway, uh, maybe I've already gotten into it, but those are my thoughts. All right. Well, we'll save them uh, for unpopular opinions. Uh, unless you have more thoughts on this episode, what do you think, Mary? Um, we should... Uh... End it there? Yeah, I think we can end it there. I guess, you know, maybe, uh, baby, maybe we'll save, maybe, baby, uh, I'll save my thoughts in the lip sync for unpopular opinions as well. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, Marys, if you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at Johnny Also or on Twitter at Johnny Also One. And you can hear more of me on my other podcasts, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. You can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us, including, uh, you can go back and hear our Drag Race UK recaps. You can hear some of our movie discussions that are happening next few weeks. You could get on board early for our Drag Race Down Under recaps coming up whenever that comes out. Um, or even our unpopular opinions at our Only Mary's level, um, all by going to patreon.com slash allrightmary. Love it. Big shout out to uh, Clubhouse Binge with Shane Camaro. It's a uh, podcast by, God, our 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 Matreon alum, our... OG uh, Mary. I mother, mean... OG Mary, Mother Superior, Shane Camaro. Um, she has a podcast. Uh, she has a podcast, uh, a couple of them. Um, she has Clubhouse that she does with her friend Dino. And then she also has Clubhouse Binge, uh, which is has just started. I was on the first episode where we covered Clueless. She's going to be covering all of these movies, TV, media um, that basically you binge. 
that we that makes us feel comfortable. It's the the stuff that you put on in the background, right? Mm. While you're doing stuff, that uh, familiar voices, all of that. And she is so smart. She is so funny. She is the perfect podcasting voice. I highly recommend you check out Clubhouse or Clubhouse Binge um, for Shane Camaro. Um, yeah, and you know we talk about Clueless. As you know, when you get me, you're probably just going to get mostly quotes. So I'm quoting a lot of Clueless with Shane Camaro. Yeah, it's a script read-along. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a table read, yeah. as she calls it. Um, um, so just big shout-out to Shane. Yeah, I'm going to be on. We're going to record this week. Uh, if to pick something, I and I, I haven't broached the topic yet. I probably will by the time this episode comes out, but like... Maybe we could talk about Jersey Shore. Um, I, Because I, it's what I'm binging. It's what I'm binging. Like, we had initially discussed talking about The Office, and I was like, yeah, I haven't really watched it as much lately Once it, since it's off Netflix, but what I have been watching. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I'm going to say this. Like, we probably have a lot of things to discuss in unpopular opinions, but I want to at least carve out 10 minutes for Jersey Shore talk. And unpopular opinions, for sure, yeah. for sure. No, yeah. absolutely. Okay. We can totally yeah. do that. We can totally do that. Uh, Mary, what's our last chance lip sync this week? Well, in honor of, uh, you know, the uh, disasters that we did see on stage in the roast, the the meltdowns in the, during this roast, uh, this week's uh, last chance lip sync is the song Trainwreck by Banks, because they were train wrecks, and you can take that to the banks. It's all there. That's it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I do love this song. I don't understand a word she's saying, and I'm living. Yeah. It's a great song. I've, I've had it on my Spotify, like, liked songs list for a little while. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's great last chance lip sync. Wonderful. Well... Um, now we're the ones who's bombing. Um, yeah. Marys, we hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time for our top five episode. Yeah, top scenes. Shut down by guy, never wanted to kiss. Not gonna hear the singing of his ringing triumphing. And I'm chugging along the train, and I'm headed the wrong way. And I'm a train wreck. And my heart goes beep, beep, beep to the music of this sad same song. Quite depressing, there's no fixing to the problem when you're talking to an idiot.